And I saw this university and its history as the chance for me to come in at the end of my career and make a difference. Make a difference in a city, make a difference in a community, make a difference at the university, and walk away knowing that it's in good hands and that it's going to continue to flourish and it's going to continue to graduate students for another hundred years. Hello everyone, I'm Paul Steinmetz. I'm a cisgender male. My pronouns are he, him, and his. I'm an ally to people of color, people who were assigned female gender at birth, as well as gays and lesbians and transsexuals. And this is At WCSU, the top-ranked university podcast in the United States. I'm here with engineer Pete Puccio. Hello. And today we'll talk about the end of COVID, the beginning of monkey, <laughs> the beginning of monkeypox, and I don't know, Pete, is there anything else to tell people about Western Connecticut State University? No, that's it. Oh, okay. How about our first guest of the semester? Pretty good. Yeah. The new president, uh, Paul Barron, Dr. Paul Barron. He's the interim president, as you'll hear in our interview, and he's going to be talking about uh, changes that might be happening and how it will or will not affect students at this university. So are we just not going to talk about the fact that you disappeared for six months? <laughs> I was going to ignore it. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Let's ignore it then. <laughs> no, we can talk about it. We're back. It. Yeah, we're back. <laughs> the previous administration thought maybe we were going too far out of bounds on this podcast, which I argued about, but I lost. And now we have a new administration. Who wants us to go farther. That's right. Let's do it. They love our podcast. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and we're going to have a new student co-host. His name is Donovan Shaw. He has agreed to be student co-host. He hasn't shown up yet or tell us when he's going to be available to do it. But if you're well, listening, now he never Donovan. Will. Now uh, that you've thrown him under the bus, forget <laughs> it. He has a good sense of humor. Donovan, if you're listening, come to Whitehall and we'll put you on the podcast. There we go. WestCon also has a new mascot, Pete. Uh, yeah, by the time this comes out, it'll be official. Yes. I'll even make it the uh, the artwork for the episode. <laughs> we're called the Wolves now. Yeah. Now, so the last time you were on the quote-unquote air, I think we were officially not the Colonials, but we hadn't even begun calling ourselves the Wolves yet, right? Because in the spring semester, athletics was going by Wolves, but we didn't have a mascot. We didn't mm -hmm. have... And now it's all it's all official. Yes, that's right. We have a mascot and a logo and T-shirts and the whole thing. Yeah. Pretty soon we'll have baseball caps. Yeah, so any of you, that's good. I need one. Yeah. I haven't bought any real swag in like 20 years. Neither so have I. I'll I, get some good stuff. I'm waiting until it's free. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> so if you were at the opening the gate ceremony, uh, you would have seen the wolf there. Mm -hmm. And if not, you'll uh, see it soon enough. It's going to be all over campus. That's right. So. And all over the world, really, as WestCon makes itself known. There you go. Mm -hmm. I also wanted to mention we've had this uh, uh, co-podcaster or podcasters, the football podcast, right? Yeah, the WestCon football podcast has done, at this point, 17 or 18 episodes. That's um, good. Lots of people from the, you know, the history of the program, a lot of former players, a lot of former coaches who have gone on to do some really cool things and talk about their stories. And then uh, as the football season kicks off, we're going to do a, a lot more 
uh, bringing in the current players and talking about things on a week to week basis. And, uh, you know, hopefully we have lots of good news yeah. uh, to cover. And who are the hosts? Uh, head coach Joe Loff and uh, Bart Basterna, who has been broadcasting for the university since 1982. Wow. So, Holy crap. and he has a shocking recall. He, like every player, every coach, he has stories about everybody. He's, and not just football, you know, he's been doing all the sports. So he, he's kind of the unofficial uh, athletics historian. But, wow. Yeah. So, same feed. If you're, if you're getting this, you probably have gotten that. And, uh, you know, check them both out. How long do you think this football podcast will last, Pete? Forever. Really? Yeah. We've had other podcasts come on and fade come away and gone. since yeah, yeah since this podcast started. Yeah. But uh, no, they seem to be you know no no shortage of guests, and they uh, it'll be interesting to see how the show changes as we go into football season. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's good. Yeah, we'll see. All right, and our first games are coming up too. I think. Uh, yeah, the first away game, I think, is the fourth, and then we're home. First home football game this season is September 24th, which is also homecoming. Yeah. So, yeah, they only have four home games out of the ten this season. So, uh, But you can watch them all. Uh, we live stream. Well, they will, they will be, everything will be live streamed on the athletics website, and then the four home games, if you can't make it down to the stadium, will be live streaming those as well. That's great. I can't wait. Yep. So, I guess that's it, right? Yeah, let's bring on the guest. Yeah. All right. As I said, it's interim president, Dr. Paul Barron, recorded live here in the basement of Whitehall. I missed that. (laughs) Yeah, me too. (laughs) All right, here we go. Well, President Barron... Thanks for being here, and can you tell us what you plan to do here at Western Connecticut State University? Well, I was hired to come here, and I will most likely be here two years. And what I was hired to do by the uh, system head um, was to make sure that Western Connecticut State University has a long and viable future ahead of itself. And there, there have been some bumps in the road. That's been, that's public information. I don't think anybody doesn't know that. Uh, I think there are some steps that need to be taken to make sure that this institution has um, set itself in place for uh, sustainability and for continuing to educate students as it's done over the last hundred plus years. I think we're going to be making some decisions about uh, organization and some other issues that will affect how efficiently this institution can run. But I think that essentially it's going to emerge as a stronger institution. It won't be to the, I, I don't believe to the public it will be particularly or significantly different. And I don't believe that for the most of the, for most of the employees uh, the faculty and staff and, and administration. I don't think it'll be substantially different in terms of, of how it is. I do believe, however, that some decisions will be will be made that will be hard, but they'll be doable, mm-hmm. and it will ensure success for this institution. And then my hope is that um, President Cheng and the the system and the institution, along with the faculty, staff, and and students, have input 
an opportunity to bring in a longtime president who will be here over I don't know, a course of 10 or more years and will move the institution forward in ways that perhaps it is, hasn't even thought about. Mm -hmm. So, President Barron, uh, that raises a question, if I may. You're not from around here, are you? I am not from around here. Uh, I have. I was born and raised in Texas, and my education is is in is in Texas. I have a, a PhD in curriculum and instruction in higher education from Texas A and M, and uh, I have. Uh, I was a faculty member for 17 years, uh, teaching writing. I went into administration, started in administration in community colleges. I was a dean and a provost. Uh, from there, I became a university president. Uh, in Oklahoma. I was then a university chancellor in Arkansas for 12 years. And then I went to South Dakota where I was head of the higher ed system of higher education in the state. After that I retired. So I was retired for a couple of years and, and a member of uh, the registry, which is the organization that actually President Ching contacted about uh, finding someone to take this position for a couple of years to come in and do some hard work and then prepare it for a long-term person. And I interviewed and um, here I am. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so my wife had to bring my watch to me. I <laughs> uh, came out of retirement to do this for a couple of years. And I, 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 and I came here because my heart is with community colleges. My heart is with regional state universities. I had 17 years as a president at regional state universities, and I worked at those regional state universities a lot uh, in South Dakota where I was the, the head of the system. And honestly, regional state universities are really the heart of where um, people have the greatest and most complete opportunity. And I saw this university in its history as the chance for me to come in at the end of my career and make a difference. Make a difference in a city, make a difference in a community, make a difference at the university, and walk away knowing that it's in good hands and that it's going to continue to flourish and it's gonna to continue to graduate students for another 100 years. Mm -hmm. Good. So your wife is here with you in Danbury? Yes, absolutely. My wife is here. We both moved here. We're living in an apartment. We kind of, we're kind of living like students in a way. Uh, uh, but we, uh, yeah, we decided we were both going to be here. We, I had a, a previous position I had was in on the South Shore of Boston. So we, we both like New England and we both saw this as a great opportunity to be here, be in New England again. Um, so we've been spending the weekends touring, discovering Connecticut. And, uh, and the surrounding areas, and New York as well. So, uh, like you said, there's uh, been some media coverage of the dif financial difficulties the university has had, <clears throat> et cetera. Uh, what's your message to students who are considering studying here? Well, my message to students is that what we're doing here is reorganizing to make sure that we have sustainability. And that's really an internal issue with management and with administration, with the unions. But as far as what we're offering students, what we're offering students, and, and I have toured many 
uh, and talked with many faculty here, and I've toured a lot of places on campus, and I'm seeing what is going on with students. And I've talked to a number of students as well. And what I see and what I hear is some phenomenal teaching and learning going on. I hear our faculty, I, I, I hear from students about how dedicated our faculty are. I see what they're doing. I see how they're working with students, uh, not only on the undergraduate level, but also on the graduate level. And the programs are, they've created and the research they've done and how they bring that research into their classroom and how they affect their students with it in very, very positive ways. And then send them out into the workplace to be able to really be successful. Mm -hmm. And I haven't gone anywhere in this area, uh, in Danbury or the surrounding area. I haven't not gone anywhere where I didn't talk to at least one graduate. Might have been 20 years ago, might have been last year, but there are people all over who have degrees from here and the only thing I have heard from those graduates is how successful they have become because of their education here at Western Connecticut State University. Mm. And that says a lot about an institution. That says a tremendous amount, more than any, more, more than any statistics or anything else can, can say about it. But when people tell you up front to your face, this is a great place that they, enjoy, they, they, they treasured the time they spent here, they learned what they needed to learn, and they are now in professions that are that in, in which they are successful. That says a lot about an institution. Mm -hmm. It's an exciting place to be when you can have uh, an effect on people like that. So you do uh, you are coming in. There is um, you have a sense of urgency about uh, making uh, changes administratively here. How do you build that? Uh, as the leader of the institution, how do you build that sense of urgency in faculty and staff? Well, I know before I got here, there were there were uh, a number of work groups. I think six major work groups uh, th that was composed of, of various uh, levels of faculty and staff and, and administration. And I talked with uh, and I've talked with each one of the the unions and or members of the or members of every union certainly. And I have made a promise to the, to the groups that I have talked to that I will meet with every one of those uh, work groups and, and hear their conclusions and what they've drawn, uh, both the pluses and the minuses, uh, their frustrations uh, that they've had, and so on. Because I think it's very important to reach into a compendium of uh, voices and experience that people have had here to help to understand not just Yes it's, a, yes, it's a fiscal issue that we have to deal with, but it's also an emotional issue, and it is a, a stability issue. And I think people need to feel that things are, things are going to get fixed, and we're going to move forward. We're going to try to do, do it with um, maintaining the integrity and quality that has traditionally been associated with the education and the student support here, and the, and frankly the, the the faculty support and the and the staff support uh, at Western Connecticut State University. Mm -hmm. You know, being president is a difficult job at any time, um, and you could have stayed retired and um, uh, enjoyed your uh, life and traveled, et cetera. What made you decide that 
this was the place that you wanted to do another job and that this was the place that uh, you should do it? Well, I guess a couple of things. I, um, uh, I, really, I really missed the excitement of the campus. Uh, I think that um, being on a campus and being a CEO at a campus is the best job in the world. I mean, I, I have loved my, my career. I loved teaching. I loved everything about higher ed, from teaching all the way up to being a president mm -hmm. and, a, and a system head. I saw this as an opportunity to step back in for, for a set amount of time, do the best job that I can possibly do to, to take a really good quality institution and help it kind of right its course, and then walk away knowing that the job was done, that somebody's come in to take over for the long haul, and that students are continuing to um, be served by this institution and be served at the regional state university level mm -hmm. by a quality institution like Western Connecticut. It also, from a personal opportunity, it gave my wife and I, like I said, an opportunity to live in another part of the country, uh, to discover uh, New England and uh, the New York area. And we've lived here before and we just, we like, the, we really like the people. We like the, um, uh, the place per se. And we're looking forward to the next four years from a personal perspective as well as a professional perspective. Next couple of years, right? Yes. And uh, you've been traveling around and seeing different parts of the state already and different parts of this we region. We have. We've been down on the coast. We've been around. And I, I, I'm going to make every effort. In fact, I've got, um, I tentatively have, uh, I'm settled to go and look at several of the different universities that are part of our system. Uh, and, and I have already met those presidents, at least online, and look forward to meeting them in person and, and walking their campus with them and, and seeing what's going on other places so I have some comparative uh, perspective in Connecticut. Mm -hmm. And you know, the falls are very nice here in New England, uh, but when people heard that you were coming from Arkansas, they were worried for you because of the winters. But that isn't really a concern of yours, is it? You know, I spent two years in uh, South Dakota, and I don't think you could throw enough winter at me here <laughs> to phase me. So uh, I don't I don't think that Connecticut's going to give me the same winter that South Dakota did for a couple of years. No, it's not going to. <laughs> So what happens, uh, final question, what if after your first year, everybody's in love with you and they beg you to stay? Well, I'm really precluded from that in, mm. uh, contractually. So I, um, uh, that really is not, that really can't happen. Mm. You know, uh, and President Cheng and I are, you know, we're, we're, he's, we're both very committed to the whole idea that this is a two-year uh, position that will uh, at the most, a two-year position. Maybe everything gets figured out the first year mm -hmm. and the person can get hired and, and come on. I don't really know how that's going to go. That's really his decision and not mine. I'm prepared to be here for two years and I'm prepared to put my heart and soul into this job for that time. And uh, if the system wants me, uh, it wants any input from me or help from me with the uh, long, more long-term president that will be hired. I'd be happy to do that as well. If if they want that, that's totally up to them. Um, but I, I see this job as a, having a beginning and an end, uh, during which time we're going to accomplish a lot of great things. Mm -hmm. 
Well, thanks for being here and being so open about uh, your plans and uh, what you're ha planning to do. And um, uh, we are hoping that you come on every couple of weeks and give us some updates, too, Absolutely. on how things are going. I'd like to do that. That'd be great. Great. Thank you very much. Thank you. All right. So as you heard, uh, Dr. Barron will be joining us every so often to give updates on WestCon and his role in it and all the uh, things he's going to be doing. And then uh, pretty soon Donovan Shaw will show up as our student co-host and give us some uh, uh, ideas about what's happening on campus. We're also going to reboot Rada Krell, Dr. Rada Krell, who is the biology professor who's been here before. Yeah, we got to get her back on. I have some serious biological questions for her. Yeah. Not not anything like personal or weird or anything. Just, <laughs> just most, weird. Yeah, mostly butterfly related. <laughs> yeah, we can't wait for that, huh? Yep. And we're going to do a little, have somebody to talk about the uh, evolution of the wolf logo and yeah. mascot and all that. And Yeah, what a process. A bunch of other people. It'll be fun. Yep. So make sure you tune in and listen to every uh, every edition. Hmm. I thought so, I was going to have to beep you there. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> so make sure you tune in and listen to every episode of At WCSU, the award-winning podcast of Western Connecticut State University. I'm Paul Steinmetz. That's Pete Puccio, and we'll see you next week. At WCSU is a production of WCSU Media, engineered by Peter Puccio and produced by Scott Volpe. Listen and subscribe on Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or anywhere you get your podcasts. And please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter, at WCSU Podcasts, and on the university's Facebook and Twitter pages. And feel free to reach out to us by email at podcasts at wcsu.edu. Thanks for listening.